The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in Italy, England, and India, and in the states of California, Texas, and New Jersey. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Monitor your progress. If you're working on releasing your anger, for instance, ask yourself, is the intensity of my anger diminished? Is the duration of my anger shorter? Is my recovery time faster? Is the amount of time between angry outbursts greater? When you're changing a behavior, it's important to notice small changes over time. Give yourself credit for your progress and celebrate your victories. We want to change faster than is humanly possible. Have patience with yourself. That is so important. 
we must recognize that it took us many years to develop and solidify certain behaviors like the way we express anger. Learning to notice our progress and literally pat ourselves on the back for that progress is an important component to healing. Self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-love help to heal our anger. They cannot coexist in the same moment. When we get angry at ourselves for being angry, we just compound the problem. I have taken this journey and have learned to love myself for my willingness and ability to change bit by bit until anger no longer rules me or my life. I am able now to feel the hurt that is usually under the anger. When I can go right to the pain, there's no need for destructive anger. This process has taken several years and those years have been well spent. The payoff of freedom from destructive anger is profound. I'd rather have spent those years learning to feel her and letting it go than spewing anger, which in the end would have only caused me more pain as it did for many years. One of the tools that I used to help overcome destructive anger was tarot, oracle, and insight cards. By asking a question of the cards to help me understand the source of my anger, I was able to gradually pay attention to what was going on inside of me that was causing me to react rather than respond. And that's one of the reasons that I've decided to teach an introduction to tarot, oracle, and and insight cards in August. Life is often confusing with conflicting voices vying for our attention. How do we know which voice will bring us the most success and happiness? There's a path to seeing clearly. The cards guide us with the big picture in mind. By helping us see what is hidden, we learn what we need to know. With Tarot, Oracle, and Insight cards, you will learn to trust yourself, grow your intuition and psychic abilities, make the best decisions for yourself, let go of negative patterns and fears, align your actions with your life's purpose. As Brother Chi Singh, founder of the Dallas Meditation Center, said, Dr. Paula is the real deal. I highly recommend her to everyone interested in the fast track to spiritual transformation. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas, Sunday, August 21st. If you can't join us in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be teaching the Am Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine on September 18th and Creating Financial Abundance on October 16th. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, 
and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Bernard Golden, who is here to talk with us about overcoming destructive anger. I'd like to share a new technique with you that I've been using every day for a couple of weeks now, and it will help with overcoming destructive anger. I absolutely love how much it's helping me in so many ways. It clears negative energy and strengthens your aura in order to heal conditions within the physical body, also your emotions and your mind. It's very simple. Just take in a deep breath in the color lavender and say, I am made whole and healthy through the light of God that is within me and all around me. I'm going to repeat that. In fact, do it with me. Breathe in the color lavender and say with me, I am made whole and healthy through the light of God that is within me and all around me. And if you don't like using the word God, substitute what resonates with you. Say it every day if you have a serious condition, especially cellular like cancer. Otherwise, you only need to do it once or twice a week. With all of the negativity in our world right now, this is particularly helpful for all of us. Last week's show was with Tamarack Song, a man who defies categorization. He's comfortable in the world of business and society and in the natural world. He's a trauma counselor, husband and father, as well as a man who lived with wolves. He's not just a stereotype of a wild man in nature or a businessman with a briefcase. The fact is that he is all of it, and so are we. What a fascinating man and a fascinating conversation. The show was a combination of his storytelling and our discussion of the insights gained through his years communicating with animals. Above all, Tamarack learned that you must show up as yourself. Animals detect falseness and will have no part of it. They communicate through intuition, compassion, and body language. Birds and animals, for instance, know when to hide, use camouflage, or be silent to protect themselves. This is a behavior that we all need to learn. Some people will use our most private thoughts, wishes, and feelings to hurt us. It's essential that we pay attention to who we can trust and only share the deepest parts of ourselves with them. Animals instinctively know who to trust. We can access those same instincts within ourselves if we choose to do so. Mother Earth can heal us 
process, we learn to discard our fear and allow ourselves to feel the connection that we all have with nature. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, and clicking on radio show at the top of the navigation. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen on their long commute, others while exercising or when they have trouble sleeping or with their morning coffee. Be creative and find what works for you. One listener wrote that he particularly enjoys listening to the silver lining stories. They help him learn how to respond rather than react in stressful situations. I really appreciated this feedback. I know what my goals are with this show, and it lifts my spirits when I hear from you that I'm actually achieving my heartfelt intentions. My silver lining story for today is about the election. I've been disturbed by the amount of negativity that's being generated. I've been struggling to find the best way to address it without creating more negativity. Many people I know don't even want to go to their Facebook page because there's so much hatred, anger, and fear being spread. Today, a friend posted an article by Deepak Chopra that helped me open up the topic in a way that was respectful and informational rather than cruel and attacking. I want to read some of the article to you because what Deepak does is raise the discussion to a higher level. This is not just about who will be president of the United States. It is really about the citizens of the United States of America deciding who we are and who we want to be. As a world leader, the choice we make will impact everyone. We must decide what kind of a world we want to live in. Here are some excerpts from America's Shadow, The Real Secret of Donald J. Trump, which appeared in the June 6th issue of the San Francisco Gate. Trump stands for something universal. It's an aspect of the human psyche that we feel embarrassed and ashamed of, which makes it our collective secret. Going back a century in the field of depth, psychology, the secret side of human nature acquired a special name, the shadow. The shadow compounds all the dark impulses, hatred, aggression, sadism, selfishness, jealousy, resentment, sexual transgression that are hidden out of sight. The name originated with Carl Jung, but its basic origin came from Freud's insight that our psyches are dualistic. Sharply divided between the conscious and unconscious, the rise of civilization is a tribute to how well we obey our conscious mind and suppress our unconscious side. But that, what hides in the shadows, will out. When it does, societies that look well-ordered and rational, fair and just, cultured and refined, suddenly erupt in horrible displays of everything they are not about violence, prejudice, chaos, and ungovernable irrationality. In fact, the tragic irony is that the worst eruptions of the shadow occur in societies that on the surface have the least to worry about. This explains why all of Europe, at the height of settled civilized behavior, threw itself into the inferno of World War I. If Trump is the latest expression of the shadow, he isn't a bizarre anomaly, which would be true if 
if normal rational values are your only standard of measure. Turn the coin over, making the unconscious your standard of measure. And he is absolutely typical. When the shadow breaks out, what's wrong is right. Being transgressive feels like a relief because suddenly the collective psyche can rumble in forbidden fields. When Trump indulges in rampant bad behavior and at the same time says to his riotous audiences, this is fun, isn't it? He's expressing in public our ashamed impulse to stop obeying the rules. Trump represents something authentic in human nature, and in troubled times, he's the bad boy who becomes a folk hero. No one can predict if his wrong right stance will carry him to the White House. The contest with our own shadow isn't over yet. I'm grateful for Deepak's insights, and I hope they will help you make sense out of what is happening. And for those of us who can vote in this election to make wise choices, we are engaged in an epic battle within ourselves between light and dark. How we conduct ourselves between now and November and how we vote will determine whether the shadow overtakes civilization. This kind of choice was inevitable. The outcome, however, is up to us. I hope the silver lining to these troubling times is our choosing the light within ourselves. Our guest today, Dr. Bernard Golden, has been a practicing psychologist for almost 40 years and is the founder of Anger Management Education. Dr. Golden's latest book is Overcoming Destructive Anger, which we need more than ever in these troubled times. By drawing on neuroscience, psychology, and mindfulness practices, he has developed a way to cultivate healthy anger. He shows us how to pause and reflect on our negative emotions rather than react to them. This can improve our relationships and help us become better parents, better partners, better people. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my new seminar, Introduction to Tarot, Oracle, and Insight Cards, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on Store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and go to Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Bernard Golden to talk with us about overcoming destructive anger. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down what you want to learn in overcoming destructive anger. I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Bernard Golden, who's here to talk with us about overcoming destructive anger. Welcome, Bernie, how are you today? <laughs> Good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, truly. Um, let's begin, if if you will, with telling us why this topic became such an important one in your professional life. Well, over the years, I've come to realize that uh, I had some of my own anger as a child. Uh, it didn't get physical too often, but only once in a while. But I was puzzled. People didn't talk about feelings at school or in my home, and I didn't know what to do with mine. Uh, I also observed uh, a great deal of bickering between my parents and thought that was both unsettling for me and destructive. Uh, I think they held each other responsible for what their lives should have been like, could have been like. And I really over time, I've gotten to want to help people deal with anger so they live a more fulfilling life because I see anger as a distraction once they get to know the meaning of it. Well, Let's pick up on that, that it's a distraction. I think that's important. How is it a distraction? Well, I kind of compare adult anger to the cry of an infant. A cry of an infant can't put in words what he or she is needing whether it's nutrition, whether it's a discomfort in the GI system or a draft. And many adults are more comfortable with anger than recognizing, sitting with, and identifying some of the inner pain behind it and the sense of threat. So anger in the short term helps distract them, helps distract us when we're angry from feelings of shame, anxiety, fear, or, or powerlessness 
And so it serves for that short time to distract us from that discomfort. And protect us, I think, as well. Very much so. I've come to realize that our anger in many ways starts out as an attempt at what I call self-compassion. We're in pain. We want to alleviate it. And so it does protect us. It can also get uh, help us uh, control people in ways to help address our own anxieties. And again, that's more destructive, but in the short term, it, it works for people. And, you know, you mentioned growing up with anger and no one discussing feelings. That was my story as well. And so... Um, shifting to another way or even believing that there's another way to be and learning to feel and identify feelings, it's, it's almost too much. It's overwhelming. How, how do you begin? It is extremely challenging, and uh, almost with all clients I work with, I will ask them to describe feelings, for example, about an anger episode, and they'll describe it in a sentence. Well, I felt like yelling. I felt like screaming. I felt like hitting him or her. And I indicate that that's a thought. And feelings are typically one word. And I give a feelings list. And these are available online in my book. And it helps us to identify specific feelings. For example, if I'm feeling hurt, what form does that take? Am I feeling ignored? Am I feeling discounted? And by labeling our feelings, that alone helps reduce the experience, the intensity of the anger. Because we now, because we now know what's going on, it's not just this. I think Freud called it free-floating anxiety. It's it's identifiable. Right, our feelings do come from our body, and I say they kind of percolate. And we'll feel them as tension unless we could put words to them. And once we put a word to it, we can say, oh, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's what I'm feeling. And so very much so. Labeling it gives us uh, a real sense of connection with ourselves. Yes, and and I think, too, most of us, unless we're sociopaths or psychopaths who, you know, really don't care about others, um, it's it, it hurts us and it puzzles us. And we compound the problem by being angry with ourselves for being angry. We have a, 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 a judgment of our feelings and judgment of our feelings makes us much more uh, vulnerable to anger, exactly. I'm angry that I'm angry, or I'm anxious that I'm angry. Some people, rather than feeling angry, uh, that, that feeling is so uncomfortable with them that they may rather uh, end up feeling just anxious or just depressed or, or, or all those feelings, like I said, that trigger the anger. And so uh, it is difficult to recognize those feelings, to sit with them, and to have be aware that judgment of our own feelings only causes us more suffering and pain. Um, yes, and as you were talking, I also thought, and some people probably go into addiction to self-medicate so that they don't feel and and don't even have the capacity to explode or can blame it on the alcohol. Very much so. Substance abuse. Uh, all kinds of addictions in many ways are distractions from dealing with uh, more 
difficult feelings, more, more anxiety-provoking choices in life. And so it's a temporary distraction, very much so. So, and, and in your book, you talk about the, the boy code. Um, what, what's that about? Uh, a psychologist uh, years ago wrote a book describing the boy code in which boys, to be real men in the eyes of others, are told to not feel anger, not feel anxiety, and especially self-doubt. And so his perspective was that it's because we're told to suppress all of those feelings that naturally we become more vulnerable to anger and acting out feelings. Uh, in a way, what you were talking about the shadow. If, if we accept some of those feelings, we recognize them, and rather than judge them, then the, we're, we're more whole. And when we try to suppress them and keep them under lid, they, they, they try to... Uh, get our attention and and the other thing that I was thinking about too as you were talking is that boys are all also it's manly to be aggressive Um, you know so if someone hits you you hit them back Um, and is that connected here as well very much so. Aggression and, and anger are tied in together. In, in certain ways, being aggressive in sports used to be that you aggressively sought to make your goal. And increasingly, I, I've seen sports uh, messages uh, hurt someone, be aggressive physically, and, and, and make it so they can't uh, achieve their goal. Uh, but it's become more aggressive. And those kinds of messages get confused as well with competition that all competition has to be aggressive and uh, cause, uh, cause pain to other people. And, and you talk also about um, there being destructive anger, which we're talking about, and then a, a, another kind of anger. Talk to us about different kinds of anger. Uh, different types of anger include aggression, where you act out the anger physically. You hurt someone. You could restrain them. You, you break things. Uh, passive-aggressive anger, where you might promise to do something and you just don't follow through. You, you, you tell the person you forgot to do something. Uh, you show up for a meeting, and if you're angry at the boss, you, you won't share your ideas at the meeting. Or you'll forget to include someone on a list for a party because you don't like them. So there's aggression, passive aggression. Uh, Ongoing hostility is more of a a lasting uh, overall sense of anger, resentment about how life should have been, could have been. And uh, in those ways, we, we express it very differently. And so what kind of anger is healthy anger? And how, how do we get there? I say that healthy anger involves being able to experience anger without being overwhelmed by it and reacting to it. You respond, reflect, and then choose to decide. That's the key word, is that you have choice once you take time to reflect and to use anger as a signal to turn your attention inward rather than on the person or the situation that has contributed to our anger. And it involves, uh, healthy anger also involves being compassionate with ourselves 
when we're compassionate with ourselves, then we're more able to identify what feelings I have without just uh, uh, having that harsh inner voice that judges us for having certain feelings or thoughts. So those are some aspects of, of healthy anger. And how do we get there? That takes practice in a variety of ways. Uh, one includes uh, daily doing relaxation exercises. Anger is very much in the body. And so doing exercises where we do a body scan, know what it's like to feel muscles that are relaxed and tense so that at the time we're angry, we could, having practiced it, we have rehearsed to calm our bodies. Um, and and so is there, do you use progressive relaxation? Do you use um, uh, um, something that takes you through that, or do you just learn to do that yourself? I, there, I, I encourage a body scan. I, I, it's a download, a guided, medit- guided uh, exercise. There's one on my, on my uh, website. There's also, uh, if you would just Google it, uh, body scans on the uh, iTunes as well and other websites that involve scanning your beginning, for example, with your head and feeling the muscles, just picturing them, relaxing, letting go attention. The progressive relaxation is another strategy. We tighten muscles, notice what it's like to feel them tight, beginning with your eyes, your jaw, your shoulders, and going down throughout the body, noticing what it's like to feel the muscles tense and then relax, tense and then relax. It really helps develop that kind of body awareness as a very first step to deal with anger. If we calm our body, the way I see it is that we calm our rational mind as well. And when we're angry, the emotional mind takes over. So calming the body calms our rational mind to regain control over the emotion. And I think um, most of us are disconnected from our body if we're not in touch with our feelings. What you're describing, um, I just realized as you were talking, I, I have been saying that my first body awareness was when I started taking yoga. But really, it started with a deep relaxation tape. At that time, there weren't CDs or downloads um, or, or YouTube. But I listened to a tape every night because I was having trouble falling asleep. And that um, progressive relaxation helped me fall asleep. And I didn't realize how that was really helping me begin to get in touch with my body as well. It's a major strategy to help us become in touch with our body and with ourselves. When I work with clients dealing with anger, I'll ask, what were you feeling in your body? And some will look at me very puzzled, and they'll say, well, I wanted to hit someone. Okay, rewind that and help them focus on what they're experiencing in their body. And it's always, uh, I become more optimistic when they say, well, I felt tension in my chest, or I felt tension in my hands. You know, right around my eyes, I felt tension. So it, it, it really requires that capacity, and many of us, right, are not in touch with our bodies. I've had many clients say, I hadn't realized that anger is about being embedded in your body as well as in your mind. 
Because the body gives you the signal, you have a physiological response first, and if you tune into that, then you can take a breath and pause and respond, not react. Right, exactly. And you mentioned taking the breath, and most people will hear that as one piece of first advice, breathe deeply. And I always say that's a great first step, and I have to remind people, Breathe deeply means inhaling and then exhaling as deep as you can as well. And that's the first step. And then recalling if you've been practicing the relaxation exercises, then evoke that physical calmness. So is another word for what you're describing, um, the mindfulness exercises, where you learn to be mindful, to pay attention in the moment? Very much so. Being mindful becomes more sensitive to our inner landscape, including our thoughts, feelings, our, our body sensations. And so when you're talking about being mindful to our internal landscape, the physical relaxation exercises, uh, doing a body, a, an emotional check-in daily, just a, a minute, a couple of times a day, what am I feeling right now? What what just went on that might have contributed to that feeling and really teasing the feeling out as as best as possible. Uh, I encourage specifically for anger management, I include a log in my book that helps people identify the feelings that precede anger, the thoughts in the form of the conclusions they jump to about the triggering event, and most importantly as well as the expectations, the expectations that we have. So much of anger is about maintaining unrealistic expectations or expectations that we're not even aware of maintaining. And so keeping a log is another way of encouraging that kind of mindfulness. And those are, in a sense, informal ways, but then there's formal mindfulness meditation. And uh, that could be 10 minutes or or 20 minutes uh, sitting still, focusing on your breath, noticing thoughts, feelings, and then directing your attention back to your breath. And uh, some of those are guided as well, available online. Some are just encouraged to do it on your own. Fascinating. And I want to talk more about this whole topic of overcoming destructive anger and how we can do it after our break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now on your paper, write down what will you do to begin overcoming destructive anger. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Bernard Golden to continue our discussion on overcoming destructive anger.
change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what you'll do to begin overcoming destructive anger. And if you're enjoying the show, please like us on Facebook. I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Bernard Golden to continue our discussion on overcoming destructive anger. Um, Bernie, I just think this is so fascinating. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I dealt with before I was able to start working on changing my own behavior was even just an awareness that I could. That's key. Most, a lot of people think that we, we are who we are and, and I, I can't change. But anger, the way we respond to anger is a, is a habit. It's a habit in thinking, feeling, in our body. And it involves skills, learning specifically how to uh, create new thoughts, create new feelings. And by doing that, what they've learned in the last 10 years about brain science is that when we engage in new behavior, new thoughts, we're strengthening and increasing the connections in the, in the neuronal cells of our brain. And what that means is we're wiring our brain so that it makes it more likely that these new behaviors are a more automatic part of our repertoire. So increasingly recognizing that skills can be learned and the like any skill, whether you're practicing piano or, or any other instrument, it takes practice and commitment. And uh, that one challenge that people sometimes experience, we all want immediacy, but this takes practice. 
Absolutely. And, and patience, which is hard when you're used to just reacting with anger. And, and, and I think another component is you mentioned um, self negative self-talk towards the beginning of our discussion. And what I've read is that 90% of our self-talk is negative. So if we've got thoughts running around in our conscious and unconscious that are telling us, or oh, you're just an angry person, you have a temper, you're just like your father, or whatever that are so deeply ingrained in us and we don't even hear those messages, but they're telling us essentially you'll never change, you're just a bad person. The challenge is to be mindful and aware that we're having those thoughts uh, and at that moment try to identify a more compassionate thought. much of the work of uh, self-compassion has been focused on that inner harsh critical voice and self-criticism. And, for example, if I've made a mistake, that means I'm human. We all make mistakes. And when we think we should be absolutely perfect, I say, well, that's, that's our child logic, our emotional brain being a little grandiose that we are, can be perfect. But to recognize that we make mistakes, what did we learn from it? That's the compassionate voice that we could be asking ourselves. It's happened. It's over. What, what did we learn from it for next time? And another compassionate voice can ask us, what's in your interest over the long term versus the short term? That's a very uh, powerful comment that we can ask ourselves, especially when we're angry. Is there anything I can do now? Well, what's in my best interest? And that's a powerful use of positive use of anger, of the experience of it, is afterwards to be able to look at it and see what happened so that the, and, and what to do, what you can do differently so that the next time you have a better chance of doing it differently rather than I think what most of us do is run over and over and over again in our mind the bad thing that happened so that we just reinforce that more. Taking time to identify what went well, what didn't go well, and then recognizing what went well. I need to do more of that the next time, exactly. And that kind of reflection, that should be done later on when we're calm, long after we've had the anger episode. That's when we can be more rational in our thinking. Uh, And I say, like, businesses have a meeting at the end of the month. What went well? We need to do more of it. In the same way, having a conversation with ourselves what went well, what could I do differently, what did I learn, Uh, can be much more effective in dealing with things in the future. Because we will face challenges, we will face frustrations. And uh, maybe I haven't said it, but anger is also about feeling threatened sometimes when there's no real threat. And so by thinking through, reflecting, we're more prepared for those future events. And, and maybe feeling threatened that we're not good enough, um, that we're bad people, and and that if we acknowledge whatever feelings are going on within us, that that might show that there's something wrong with us. When we acknowledge it to ourselves, even, because if I'm feeling inadequate, if I'm feeling self-doubt, 
I'm wanting to protect myself from recognizing that, and certainly I don't want anyone else to know <laughs> that I'm feeling that way. Uh, but if we accept it, and we see that as part of our humanity, in a way it's being compassionate with ourselves, that we accept our flaws, our weaknesses, then we become less vigilant to protect ourselves from being known, and uh, we're less concerned that other people have a, have a, a certain view, because we I'm more connected with ourselves and self-accepting. And I love that, that whole idea of self-acceptance, self-compassion. If we don't have compassion for ourselves, how could we possibly be compassionate toward others? In many ways, we, many people are much more compassionate with others and sometimes they've learned it as well, that's a good thing to be or, or my my. my parents instilled it in me, my, my religion helped me become compassionate toward others. The challenge for many people is being self-compassionate, and uh, I'll sometimes ask about self-compassion, and that's the real challenge, to be kind to ourselves, whether we're in moments of anger or, or whatever we're feeling, involves being kind to our feelings, our body, being non-judging of our feelings that we have all kinds of feelings, all kinds of thoughts. And compassion also involves the recognition that we're part of humanity and we make mistakes and we have uh, uh, weaknesses. By accepting our own humanity, we feel less isolated and we feel part of a larger group, which is very powerful in creating calmness within us. Uh, um, Dr. William Glasser is a psychiatrist who had um, a, a movement in schools called, and a book called Schools Without Failure. I mention this because he had two words that I just love. When a student get, didn't get something right, he would encourage teachers to say, as opposed to that's wrong or, you know, um, putting red marks all over someone's paper, you didn't get it yet, not yet. Those two words, not yet, um, say everything, I think, that I don't expect you to be perfect. You're not going to get everything right the first time, but you will, over time, get this right. So those two words, not yet, I think are so powerful. It's a very compassionate response and a very realistic response without, like you say, going in the negative direction. It's, it's uh, sometimes he has people about a negative comment and say, well, ask yourself, is that necessary? What does it do? And uh, pointing out not yet really says, well, in time, people come. <laughs> so very much that's a good uh, phrase. Yeah, it, it changes the conversation and it changes the feeling. Um, so if somebody were going to um, want to, in, in the couple minutes we have left, if someone were going to want to begin, where's the best place to start to work on ourselves, to, to heal our anger in ourselves and our relationships? Well, I, I, I look for three broad areas, one being self-awareness, and whether you use a log in my book about learning to identify feelings, thoughts, uh, key desires. Anger is also about key desires that we have behind the anger. So there's self-awareness of feelings. Mindfulness helps us become more 
keenly sensitive to our thoughts and feelings, recognizing them when they occur, being more present in our situation. Compassion allows us to sit with the pain and suffering even though it's uncomfortable. And that's a key element of working with anger is that we feel tension in our bodies. We want to escape it. And compassion exercises help soothe that kind of uh, feeling. A meditation such as, may I have peace today? May I experience feeling safe? May I have good health? It helps instill an intentionality to be compassionate to oneself and through others throughout the day. And also, increasingly, they find studies that it changes our physiology to create calmness. So it would be those three broad areas, relaxation, exercises, emotional sensitivity to oneself, keeping a log, learning to practice some skills in mindfulness, and the compassion-focused uh, approach. And and I just want to emphasize to the power of thought in, in all of this, and so that sometimes we have automatic negative thoughts or messages that we give ourselves like, you know, you're always angry or whatever. And if we have a sentence ready to substitute for that so that we learn to change those thought patterns, do you find that effective? Key phrases and the shorter the better are extremely helpful. So when a person has that kind of thought, if they've been practicing mindfulness, I suggest the phrase, of course. It's figures, meaning based on my lifelong history, this is where my mind takes me. So, of course, it's figures. And then come up with an alternative, more compassionate inner dialogue. Ah, okay, I love it. So, first, to uh, allow yourself not to be wrong for even having the thought, It's that's a way of practicing self-compassion and then moving to the positive thought. Right, right. Beautiful. I'm sorry, go ahead. Very much so in terms of identifying the, that the naturalness of having those thoughts, that we're wired for it, that thought is a habit. So, of course, it figures. Uh, sometimes I've suggested to some clients, Silly Blaine as the Elmer Fudd character. And I find humor is helpful. <laughs> so if you can find a short comment, it's, it's helpful. Perfect. Beautiful. What a beautiful way to end this wonderful discussion. Thank you so much for being with us, Bernie. I truly appreciate it. Again, thank you for having me. You're welcome. And if people want more information, please go to his website, angermanagementeducation.com. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Dr. Bernard Golden's book and go to my store to purchase my books and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, the Ohm Awakening, and the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. 
on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels and thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature who work through me and directly with my clients. Click on the link to register for my next seminar, Introduction to Tarot, Oracle, and Insight Cards, and send me an email with your questions or comments. I want to hear from you. Please join us next Thursday when Tobin Blake will return, this time to discuss how healing requires knowing we deserve to live and want to live. This is Dr. Pauly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. 